Hey everyone, welcome to episode 21 of Game Source Podcast. Uh, due to uh, <laughs> technical error, <laughs> we're having to readjust this podcast. So um, today is the uh, big launch of the Vita, and it's uh, Vita, 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 Vita. <laughs> is it going to be just Gerald and I tonight? Another beautiful day in paradise. Hold on, Nick. Dog. I'm just texting in. I just went to Taco Bell and I bought a uh, big box. Uh, let's see if I want a Vita. I'm just texting it in now, the code as we speak. <laughs> Drum roll, Hold on. Please. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Hold on. Waiting. Okay, I got a response back. Okay, and it says, we're sorry, this code has already been used. <laughs> nice. So let's just, you know, shout out to talk about and make sure that all the uh, winners for the Vitas are all employees. <laughs> you know, it's just great. Should they be? I'll be all enjoy the new Vitas, you know, save some for the customers, not. <laughs> Shouldn't they be uh, excluded from participating in the competition? You know, and that's the case, but unfortunately, you know, hey, I got a winning code here, man. Go ahead, get it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. There's no way to search in that. Yeah, bummer well, for me. As I was not on the uh, sales floor today, um, we'll touch a little bit on the what, what were the pre-order bundles released in the United States. Uh, some retailers released bundles for general sales, uh, obviously, before launch today. Um, due to tepid advance, you know, uh, the advanced pre-orders weren't really, uh, I don't think, where they ideally wanted them. We're only going to really t- touch briefly on this because uh, later in the segment we'll, we'll cover more of the details. But, um, Gerald, you actually were um, over at Fry's, and I know they started uh, selling them. However, Best Buy was still holding on to the couple that they had. Um, oh, Fry's, uh, you know, and other locations uh, in the Las Vegas area, and I was checking also as well that uh, a lot of other stores in the West Coast, they had a, a quite a few of the pre-order bundles for general sale, along with Amazon, I might add. And uh, I will tell you that even though the pre-orders weren't strong, um, that sales overall um, for those pre-order bundles were quite uh, quite steady. Not too heavy, not too soft, but uh, they, were, they were pretty decent. Um, and they did sell through their allotment through the weekend. Um, and now that, uh, you know, the official launch day has been announced. I've uh, been gauging their sales plus a couple other retailers and uh, noticed that their sales are pretty good. Um, a lot of customers uh, seem to pick it up from the general retailers like uh, Walmart, uh, what have you, GameStop, what have you. Um, and, you know, it's nothing like, like gangbusters like previous console sales. Uh, if that's the case, I'm steady. Uh, I think Sony will be will be okay uh, as far as how they take the uh, the initial launch for the system. Uh, they'll try to put a good spin on it, but uh, so far it's okay. Just just nothing really that's that's earth shattering as far as it's concerned. Um, how did uh, how did sales look today with the with the uh, epic launch of the PlayStation Vita? Well, that's what I was uh, just alluding to. Uh, the sales were. Uh, were steady, but nothing, uh, you know, they weren't flying out the door, so to speak, like previous uh, console iterations. Um, it's just something that I think price is still a concern for individuals that, that I spoke to at various retailers today. Um, and I think that that's something going forward that Sony needs to take a look at. But need I digress? I know that's something we're going to cover later in the show on our uh, full Viva expose, so to speak. So. <laughs> Well, uh, Amazon, let's slip the announcement of Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Uh, anyone really surprised by that? Uh, no, but what's even more surprising uh, was the announcement uh, that a Call of Duty Vita game is not only in development, but it will be coming out this year. Wow. They were obviously, uh, nobody had that planned, right? <laughs> well, it just shows that... Uh, you know, but they do have some faith in the Vita, and um, I do know it's just Vita takes off when the when the Call of Duty game comes out. Uh, I know they will take all the credit for it, and and deservedly so. So, well, um, Ubisoft shareholders conference they announced Far Cry 3 for September 7th, Assassin's Creed 3 for, for October 30th launch. Is great more benches. 
Yeah, I know. More Bench Wars, right? Um, is Far Cry series really still relevant? I, I really honestly didn't think that game had any relevance from the beginning. Uh, is well, I, know, I know that game is something that you've been definitely looking towards, uh, forward towards. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, too. Because <laughs> the first installment was bad enough. Yes. Well, but they are going back to the jungle in this one, and I know for a fact that that, you know, that keeps it, uh, all the Far Cry uh, lovers out there uh, duly entertained. <laughs> Star Wars Connect finally comes April 3rd. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what your opinion on that is, Gerald. Well, Star, Cry, uh, Star Wars Connect. I was going to say Star Far Cry, you know. <laughs> um... I'll tell you what right now, um, it's it's something that, that, you know, you and I pretty much uh, was very negative on coming out of E3 last year, and I know it was supposed to have been a holiday title, but uh, I guess somewhere along the lines in development, they realized it was nowhere near ready, so they decided to shelve it for, for just for a little while, and uh, I was very uh, surprised when it came out with an April launch date. Um, as opposed to maybe waiting even to to this holiday, but uh, they feel confident in the product. Um, I did see improvement when we saw it at CES uh, last month, so I'm I'm gonna try and stay a little bit more positive than you, and hoping the force will be with that title, and uh, hopefully it will be a lot more uh, pleasing to the eye, and also uh, a lot better gameplay than what was shown previously. I don't know, Gerald. I think that game's going to need a lot more than the Force to be successful. You know, if it has Darth Maul, that's all they need to do. That's that's all they need. Just just slap the Darth Maul because Darth Maul is hot right now with the with the movie coming back out, being re-released on 3D, and uh, you know he's like taking over on the uh, the brisk commercials. That's brisk, baby. So you know, it's uh, I think if they just slap Darth Maul on the cover, I think they're going to be doing okay. Oh, it's just that graphically and just mechanically, the game looks just half-rate. I mean, movement-wise, you know, even when we were at the Microsoft press conference, uh, again, when we were at E3, it just looked it looked like a completely unappealing game. I mean, the movements were just so mechanical, so unnatural. Gameplay, just, I, I don't think, I don't foresee it being a very successful title. I really don't. Well, I know you're a big fan of Connect, and I know you wish for the, the, the game and, and the series itself to be a big success, so. <laughs> Sarcasm, of course, guys. Sarcasm. <laughs> so, have you, uh, have you uh, have spent much time with Connect lately? No, I haven't, Gerald, because I refuse to buy one. Well, that's not, uh, that's not the answer that I think uh, our audience wants to hear. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here to preach about Connect. <laughs> oh, just have you going off on PETA again? <laughs> oh, I always enjoy going off on PETA. Um, in recent review with Kotaku, Bethesda lead designer Todd Howard admitted that the PS3 version of Skyrim shipped knowing that there were serious issues with the uh, uh, have here with the PlayStation 3 version. Um, should this game have really been shipped, or should it have won so many Game of the Year awards? Well, I can just tell you, last time we were in the studio, um, before we had the recording error, um, we, me and uh, myself and Corey went back and forth on it. Uh, Corey believes he, that was his favorite game of last year, and he believes that it, it deserved all the honors and accolades that it got. Um, I... Love the game tremendously on the 360. I think it's uh, the best 360 game that came out last year. Um, I think, unfortunately, due to the problems that they admitted to, shipping a, uh, a game that they knew had issues with some of the older um, architect, um, architecture with the uh, some of the older PS3s, um, they should not have, have shipped that game, uh, at least knowing that, that quite a percentage of, of the PS3 audience out there would not be able to enjoy it uh, to the fullest. And I think to me that overall equates to a little bit of a downgrade in the game of Ron, and thus I think it should have uh, been disqualified from uh, several of the Game of the Year awards that it was up for. Well, you know, in the eyes at least of the consumer, I would figure that if a game is not 
if a game is originally released to be multi-platform and it is not it is shipped with potential errors in software that are going to ultimately affect gameplay then the game's not done so therefore they shipped out a game that was not adequately and properly tested and made sure that they got all the bugs out they just shipped a garbage product out and you know said well Thumbs up for the 360 users. Well, if you got a PS3, sorry, you're screwed. You know, I mean, it's, you know it's, it's also something going back for Bethesda. You know, people say, oh, it's a Bethesda game. Yeah, Bethesda's game is great, but they always have bugs. So it's not a big deal. You know, it is a big deal, but you always go into the game with certain expectations. And uh, that's that, to me, is just, just quite troubling that, that they seem to be getting a pass every time that they go to, you know, release a game. Um, and I, I think that they're even in their own studios, they have a game that came out rich, which was under their uh, under their auspices <clears throat> when they took over id, id Software. That didn't have any issues. And I think they should have got with their, those individuals a little bit closer while uh, finishing up on Skyrim just to make sure they'd see they could collaborate together to try and correct some of those issues because I don't think Bethesda deserves a pass because, it, you know, we would fault Naughty Dog every time, you know, that they, they had an issue and they wouldn't be given the same leash or, you know, Epic or anyone, you know. It shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be an issue as, as far as it's concerned, as far as the, the barometer should always be the same for every single game that comes out. We shouldn't always give, ah, it's a great game, Fallout 3, ah, it's a great game, um, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, all the great games, but oh, they have some bugs, but that's okay, you know, it's not a big deal, it's a Bethesda game, it's like everybody expects that them now every time they release the game to have some bugs and that's that to me is just uh, unfortunate uh, because they, they are a quality studio they obviously put out quality products it's just uh, those little things that they need to show up uh, you know in their upcoming releases yeah you know speaking of Naughty Dog you think they'll ever release another Crash Bandicoot I think they should release another Uncharted oh yes they did Golden Abyss why should they didn't? I'm sorry, they advised. Uh, ben Studios uh, created Uncharted uh, Golden Abyss, but with the, uh, with the blessing and uh, overseen by Naughty Dog. Um, there should be another uh, full adventure, although The Last of Us uh, looks pretty good uh, for an upcoming title from Naughty Dog. As far as Crash Bandicoot, Jackson Dax, uh, Jackson Daxter, uh, Jack and Daxter, excuse me, I don't know. They're, uh, they're titles, I think, that uh, have seen better days, and I think they just need to move forward with The Last of Us and obviously more uh, enjoyable Uncharted titles. But then again, I'm jaded. Well, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I don't really understand why, you know what, they don't want to create the product, but they'll oversee it. Uh, that's true. That's true. So. Uh, I, I mean, either uh, way. That means if there's problems that they encounter later on down the road, like Fallout New Vegas, you know, that means, oh, well, this company made it. However, Bethesda well, that was, is okay that was, that was That was generated by, uh, I mean, they got the engine from Bethesda, but it was your favorite and mine, Obsidian, uh, you know, the makers of that uh, truly disappointing <laughs> game of the century, Alpha <laughs> Protocol, for us. You were so uh, that, about that. Yes, we were, and no, uh, no, no, no. Just, not yes, we were. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, we were. I, you know, I have that actually in recording. How I, how hopeful we both were. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to say, and uh, you know, it, 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 still some issues. Just anything related to Bethesda, there's always seems to be bugs, and uh, I just don't think that's uh, that's fair that they seem to be getting a pass all the time, and. Um, I think that uh, that's something that they need to show up as far as to keep their good name. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, I, I, I concur with that because that's uh, certainly the truth. They shouldn't get a uh, – the levels of judgment should not be adjusted just because of who they are, bottom line. But anyhow, we're going to go to a short break, and when we come back for the next segment, we're going to uh, get you guys some reviews for some games. We'll be back, guys. Sounds good. We'll be right back. 
guys. We are back. Second segment of the show. Uh, reviews. Dun, dun, dun. What uh, uh, reviews? What, what, what? Does that mean that uh, I've been spending, I'll just, I'll just have the listeners in on it. I have been spending a ton of time reviewing games, um, just, you know, going over the ton of releases that have come out, which is great because January was such a dry, dry period of time, and I'm just so happy that uh, all these games are coming out. So, Well, we're going to actually start off with Kingdoms of Armalore Reckoning. That's Yep, that's by the new studios, 38 Studios, which is uh, a lot of uh, industry veterans, plus uh, names like Todd McFarlane, uh, Kurt Schilling. Uh, those guys are all associated with uh, Kingdoms of Marmalade's Reckoning. Um, hopefully that this is a great new IP that uh, hopefully gets kick-started and hopefully creates a new universe for them and uh, for, you know, uh, games coming uh, hopefully in the future from them, whether the rumored MMORPG that they're talking about in that universe or just sequels upon this game. I give it an 8. Um, I think it's a very, very good combat. Yeah, little Dash of God of War, a lot like Fable. Um, becomes a lot easier because you really get uh, a lot of powers really quickly. And then uh, the opponents don't really scale up very well. Um, so near the end, it really becomes really easy to defeat almost anybody out there. Um, it is about, let's say about 30, 40 hours, depending on general gameplay. Uh, so it's a nice, long title. Um, I think really people will have a, a, a pretty good time with it. Um, story is pretty good. Um, a couple of fetch quests, which, you know, needed to be uh, taken out and not put in there, you know, as far as it's concerned, which, you know, pretty much any RPG has. Uh, some of the quests get tired. Some of the quests are pretty good. Um, but I, overall, I, I enjoyed the combat of it. Uh, for that type of open-world RPG, I think there's uh, been no better combat that's been produced so my compliments to that studio, and hopefully we'll see uh, upcoming games from them. And anybody, uh, you know, finished with their Skyrim, um, I uh, just hope they take this game a chance because uh, I think it's a really good one. Uh, like I said, 8 out of 10 for that one. All right, guys. So, as Gerald said, Kingdoms Armor Lore. Too bad we don't have, like, some kind of epic music. Like, 8, 8 out of 10. <laughs> um Final Fantasy thirteen two. Alas, as I cannot sadly offer you guys a review on this, I apologize. Um, it is actually still sitting in my drawer here in its collector's edition case. And I'm actually going to have to let Gerald, as it punches it pains me to say, review this game. As much as it pains me, I actually had to sit through it. No, it's not that bad. Uh, I'm just, you know, the, someone who's not really involved in the Final Fantasy universe and somebody who doesn't really have an affinity for it, um, I didn't see... Overall, as a package, uh, just for this one, the, the improvements on it were really not what I wanted them to be over the previous iteration, Final Fantasy XIII. Um, the graphics were about the same because it's pretty much using the same engine. That's less linear, which I know was a, was a really big issue. Um, I also know that the, uh, the real-time combat's a tiny bit better, but the story really goes off on a tangent with time travel and things of that nature, which really, it seems to be expected from a Final Fantasy, but if if you really can't get into the Final Fantasy universe, um, a story like this um, just doesn't seem to fit in the overall Final Fantasy scheme of things. Um, I did give it a 7.5, but uh, I thought it was pretty good, but it's not going to overwhelm fans, and it's not the big, huge upgrade that I think people were looking for as far as Final Fantasy uh, 13-2 over Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, and uh, I will hopefully be able to offer you uh, an opinion on that sometime in the near future. So, uh, um, Darkness 2. But Darkness 2, again, here's another sequel that uh, to a game that got, you know, a pretty good accolades when it came, the original title came out years ago. Um, I also gave this one a 7.5 because while it, the 
the actual killing and dismemberment and things of that nature uh, with your tentacles while you're doing wheeling is a very enjoyable process for for quite a bit of the game. It becomes a little bit repetitive. I just see as far as the storytelling is concerned, um, the graphics, the cel-shaded graphics are concerned, um, it's just not quite where it needed to be. Um, it's an okay title. The co-op is all very short on it, um, which you'll hear again later as far as another review is concerned. Um, but, you know, it's, it's enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, I just think it's an overall package. I have to give, again, another 7.5 on that. And I think you're going to hear the score a little bit more because uh, there's quite a few that are coming out of this time that, that are pretty much falling in the same trap. Uh, what about Twisted Metal? I know that was a pretty, uh, at least it seems pretty popular at uh, CES. Uh, it was. The online is uh, pretty good. Um, pretty enjoyable. Does get a little bit redundant. Uh, not all the modes that was used in the uh, single player uh, transferred over to the uh, online, and I know that's that's a big issue. Whether or not they added in as DLC or not, that remains to be seen. But I also give that one a 7.5. Uh, the campaign itself, sure, forgivable. But uh, you have to finish. It's a little bit difficult because of the fact that you have to finish first in every race or every competition that you do. Um, but the online does have some length um, if you're really into the vehicular combat and being able to uh, go ahead and uh, do the destruction of buildings as you run right through them. Uh, so that is enjoyable somewhat, and it does have some uh, length of value on it. Um, so I did give that one 7.5 as well. Okay. Oh, man. This should be show 7.5. I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> Three seven and a half in a row. What about UFC Undisputed? Now, this is a good game. I gave that one a 9. Oh, um, man. Come on. It, what do you expect? Come on, what? It's a very beautiful-looking game um, as far as it's concerned. Um, but, but what's most important is the career mode was really ramped up, detailed, much more fun to experience. Um, it was uh, rather disappointing in the, in the previous iteration. I think it's a very good quality title. I do think if you're into the anime genre, you shouldn't hesitate to pick this one up. Uh, like I said, I give it a 9, and I really think that... Uh, you know, I really hope people buy this in droves because THQ, which is really hurting financially, uh, it's had massive layoffs, uh, studio closures, things of that nature, uh, and people really have serious doubts about any length uh, staying open uh, as a company uh, beyond 2012. Um, I really think uh, people need to buy this game because I really think uh, they need the support right now, now more than ever. All right, what about uh, Syndicate? Back to the 7.5s. <laughs> um, so this one actually is nothing like the real-time strategy game of the early 90s. Um, it's a solid first-person shooter, um, futuristic tech, uh, a lot like Deus Ex in that realm. Um, get your trench coat on, Nick, because I think you're going into the future uh, <laughs> as far as corporations battling each other instead of nations this time uh, or um, battling terrorists. So when you're battling a uh, you're working for a corporation against other corporations. Um, solid first-person shooter. Um, as far as some of the uh, the graphics are a little rough on it, um, I do like the fact that you can change a little bit of the, the, the bullet angles and whatnot with the bullet time, and then you can hack into people once you've uh, downed them or get them to do uh, things that uh, they weren't uh, thinking they were going to do, like you can make them shoot themselves and things of that nature, uh, put thoughts into their heads as far as it's concerned. <laughs> Those are just little, little cool things like that. But then, like I said, the graphics are a little bit rough. Uh, the co-op campaign is also, again, guess what? It's a little short, um, enjoyable, but short. Uh, like I said, overall, it seems a little bit incomplete, so that's why I gave it a 7.5. Yeah, it sounds could like have been something. Could have been something really, really good, but like I said, it's just... Um, seems to me like a title that may have needed another six months of development to make a more full storyline. Yeah, sounds like your your typical espionage game. 
it's a, I mean, when it comes to 7.5, as far as it's concerned, that's, I mean, they're good games that are coming out. But there's nothing, once you get the 7.5, it just shows that there's a lot of games that are good, but nothing that makes them stand out. Yep, they were just sort of making it over the hump. Yes. Um, Azura's Wrath. Wow, this one's all over the place. Uh, this one I gave a 7 to, but I'll tell you what, if you want to play a game that's totally out there as far as anime, as far as uh, putting a sword through a guy that eventually ends up cutting through a planet, um, just, you know, uh, just all the weird, indescribable things that you see in anime. I mean, this is it. Um, but the only thing is they forgot to include gameplay as far as it's concerned because <laughs> for quite a portion of the time that you're actually just watching cutscenes and maybe going ahead and doing a quick time event during it to keep keep you interested. Um, so it's not like you can just – there's there actually is 10 to 15 minutes of cutscenes at times. And unfortunately, there'll be just like a red button that shows up that you have to hit, or a, a button press that you have to do, or uh, during it, every uh, once maybe a couple of minutes uh, to make sure that you aren't in the bathroom or making a sandwich while the while the game is continuing. <laughs> I mean, this game really, really, as far as what's out there, uh, it, as far as the the kookiness and wackiness and the, uh, the anime and whatnot, and, it, and the gameplay. Whatever limited amount there is when you actually do live gameplay, um, which is going to be in the realm of doing combos, a la God of War and things of that nature, really, it's kind of good. But the problem is there's so little of it during the entire game that uh, it makes you feel like, do I actually watch a game or just, you know, did I rent Akira? So. <laughs> All right, well. What, uh, Azure's Wrath, 7 out of 10. What about Binary yeah. Domain? Binary Domain, third person over the shoulder, has all the techniques and uh, pretty much got almost everything down that uh, Gears of War has. Um, the niche on this one is that it is in the future, but it's more in the realm of, uh, you know, battling robots and mechs and things of that nature. Um, you never you actually shoot against a human being. You'll actually uh, try to uh, you know, you'll discover uh, humans, uh, robots disguised as humans but uh, and shoot after them, but uh, you'll never actually shoot a human being. Um, a lot of it's uh, – I do like the fact that every single boy when it hits a robot, you see the effect it has on it with either metal flying off or, or damage being in, immediately inflicted upon. Um, so there's no real bullet sponges here. <laughs> so I, I, really, uh, I really like that part aspect of it. The story was a little suspect. Uh, the characters are in it as pretty much out of a st- – uh, you know, video game uh, book 101 as far as the acting is concerned. It was really stereotypical. Uh, that brought it down a way big notch. So it was actually something that was going to be really, really good, but the, like you said, the characters in the story really took away from me. So, uh, again, uh, I give it a, a 7.5. There's actually a, um, a couple good things that they, they were trying as far as, you know, you getting vo- actual voice commands, uh, as far as it's concerned, that's impl- that you can implement into the game. Um, little neat things like that that they put in it, which could have really made it separated from the rest of the games, but unfortunately, like I said, poor storytelling and poor characters, uh, extremely forgettable. Actually, they're not forgettable on how bad their dialogue is, but uh, I think, again, yeah, like I said, outside of that, it's, it's kind of a fun game as far as when you get to the actual action, uh, but unfortunately, it's overall package 7.5 again. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a short break. Next segment, we'll get into the round table of duty and uh, do the uh, PETA exploit. <laughs> Let's hope that's not a 7.5 either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be throwing more 7.5s out, hopefully, for the rest of the night. So we'll be back with you guys. 7.5. The round table of Alright guys, welcome back to segment three, the round table of doom. Doom. 
Gerald had to do that because Chris wasn't here. <laughs> um, so our thoughts on the PlayStation Vita with the uh, actually the re- release of it today, but before we actually get to the release, I know we discussed this earlier in the first segment, but, um, you know, did you have doubts upon release that the pre-orders would have been fulfilled? And, I mean, how well did you anticipate pre-release that this system was going to sell? Well, I just thought it wasn't going to be that great of a release because the price, even at the time, we had said that was a pretty fair price. Unfortunately, the market has changed even from last year when it was originally introduced. Um, it's just, you know, the, the price issue I knew was going to be a big one. Plus, just the, the reception it got in Japan um, and failure to succeed in the Japanese market. Um, I just realized those combination of those factors and the fact also as well that there was really no advertising by Sony on their part um, kind of really hurt it. I mean, the only advertising that I saw of up until, well, tonight um, was by Taco Bell. And that, that to me, is an issue. Um, they had a golden opportunity with the Super Bowl to get 110 million people to watch at the same time your product. Um, and don't tell me you don't have the cash for it. I understand that you're losing money hand over fist this last four, four, four years, but you should have taken the, whatever funds were necessary and and spent it accordingly on one advertisement on the Super Bowl. Um, I think it would have been well worth it for your product. Um, the timing would have been pretty, pretty good for it. And uh, I think that was a missed opportunity on their part. I just see, you know, again, like the move, a, move, a great product, um, but unfortunately, no one knows about it simply because of the fact you're not going to go and take the steps to market it. Yeah, they didn't really allocate their fi- financially allocate their funds the right way for advertisement. You're, I, you, I was just thinking the same thing myself. Was that move? You know, move was not anywhere near success, as successful as it could have been um, if they would have pushed advertisement more. That's correct. And then, you know, being the brain geniuses that uh, Sony was by, you know, bringing out the same week as Halo Reach was just, you know, not the wisest move in the world. And, and, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems to be. It seems to be that they're not. They're making missteps when they're bringing out these products, and it just doesn't seem, you know, logically why they keep on doing that. You know, they keep on making mistake after mistake after mistake. They're Sony. They should be. You know, they didn't get to where they were by just putting out cheese graters. You know, they they actually. You know, were they are a quality company that puts out quality products. They are one of the most recognizable names in the entire world. And and to, you know, you didn't get there by doing you know uh, things you know halfway. I just don't understand why they keep making these mistakes on on items that that can generate a lot of revenue for them. Well, maybe Sony just considers the gaming market a side project for them. Well, it shouldn't be. Uh, I mean, I think Activision's proved by generating a billion dollars in 16 days for Call of Duty that, you know, it uh, can be something worthwhile. I mean, obviously, you know, that it would be, be nice if everybody, you know, produced a Call of Duty. But uh, even if you can't, you can still what you, you can do. If you've got a good product, stand behind it by by promoting it. You know, Microsoft is probably the greatest example. They brought, brought out the Kinect, spent five hundred million dollars first in the first year on advertising that product. Now everybody knows about it. Everybody has it, even though it doesn't really have great games to support it, and not even anywhere close uh, to the great games that Move does. More people still buy Connect by far because they know more about it. Well, and you know, talking a little bit about the uh, PlayStation Vita's uh, hardware, I know that I said PETA earlier. It was probably because uh, Gerald was going on about me ranting about PETA. <laughs> the PlayStation PETA. The PlayStation Vita's uh, overall hardware and just how software functionality. Um, I, I'm actually, I was pretty impressed. I, I, I had my doubts when I was looking at uh, the unit CS, and I mean, it was pretty cool. I think Little Deviance was probably one of the most ridiculous games I've ever played. Uh, to include that and push that so much in the PlayStation, um, as far as the 
primary game they included in the bundle was a, probably a very poor choice on Sony's part. Um, I think if they... Well, I, I, I disagree with you in one sense, um, because there's one aspect of it. The AR, uh, the augmented reality game, uh, the bottom vision that everybody see at, at where I've been as far as customers and, and sales people as are concerned, have been immediately drawn to um, as far as it's concerned. I mean, they like that part. They don't get to see the rest of the game. Now, the rest of the game, um, which is going to be on our exclusive Vita page with uh, a ton of reviews up, that's going to be one of them. I will tell you that the review is not going to be uh, indicative of that actual demo. Um, I think it will be more along the lines of what you're talking about. And in that sense, I do agree with you on that because um, the title is not something that you're going to push with it. Um, but you were saying, as far as what, what title would you put with it? I, I would put it in Charted. As, you know, normally I would say that too, but the problem is that, you know, that game costs so much to, you know, you can see by the fact that it's $10 higher than any other uh, video game coming out. I can tell that there's probably a lot of development dollars in it, and if they did bundle it, um, unfortunately, that probably would mean that they're gonna Sony would have to check on a lot of dollars, and that's something I don't think they wanted to do. Well, yeah, but in the long run, they probably would have made a higher product sale. Um, instead of maybe uh, Treaded, maybe um, an Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 might have been a wiser choice. Um, Gravity Rush is pretty good. Gravity Rush is good, but it's not a title no, uh, not many know about. Um, that's something that, that we'll also have a review of. Um, I just, you know, I, I really see the price set around Treaded probably being the reason why they didn't bundle in there now. They may do it in the holiday when when all the prices go down, hopefully. Um, but I think at, at launch, they should have done, like you said, as well, I do agree with you, they should have done a different title. Yeah, I just, I really think where their sales are going to hurt is, is again, price point, is that on top of the unit, which people are genuinely excited when they see it, because, again, the the interface is impressive. It's a very clean interface. It's a very, um, very fast-running unit. You're able to, to jump well, in. Well, I disagree to... with you on the interface. I disagree yeah. on the interface. I think there's a lot of things that they don't explain as far as uh, some of the subtlety and some of the tricks um, and some of the th- ways to, to function and get around in the unit um, that they don't explain and that that's not in the welcome park. Um, I think they only just covered the the basics, and there's a lot of self-exploration that needs to be done on the unit itself. Um, but I think the interface is is okay at best, but I, I do have issues with it. Oh, what, so, I mean, what are your issues with how it works? Well, as far as when you, you're able to interact with it, as far as uh, finding things, as far as menus I know are an issue, as far as even explaining how you close programs, uh, which is not explained um, uh, very well at all, uh, but I think that's an issue. So. Yeah, I did kind of learn how to do that myself. I didn't really consult the manual. So. And, and like I said, it just leaves a lot of room for self uh exploratory, uh, you know, nature. Uh, so it leaves itself for a self-exploratory nature, but which is, you know, maybe good, but to some it may, may lead to a lot of frustration, so. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to really just spell it out for, for everybody. You you can't automatically assume that everybody's going to know what to do as soon as they turn it on. Yeah, so, yeah I know. I know. I, I mean, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But, I mean, overall, I think that the graphics on that are, are some of the best I've ever seen on a handheld. And I mean, Oh, absolutely. I mean, it has the better, best engine of any handheld. I mean, you look at Uncharted. Um, I think Uncharted is going to be the best. Uncharted Golden Abyss um, is by far and away. And I'm just going to say this. It's part of my review. It is by far and away the best-looking handheld game ever. Yes, Barnett. There is no better game that looks better than it right now. So I think it blows away any 3DS title, blows away any PSP, DS, or what have you, as far as the handout title is concerned. And that's, I think that there's a lot of, you know, that's why I said there was a lot of work that went into it. Uh, it does pay off in that sense. Yeah, but, you know, now, overall, what would you rate, you know, what would you rate the PlayStation Vita, and what is it? How does it match up with the 3DS? And I mean, obviously, well, the hardware, obviously, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, obviously, 3DS sales, you know, were, were not particularly well because of the weak launch titles that came out with it. However, once they they lowered the price point on 3DS, it obviously became a much more successfully selling unit. So, in comparison to the PlayStation Vita at its current price point, not assuming that Sony may low may lower it, because again, the initial the initial concern that consumers are having is that oh well, okay the units uh, you know the units two ninety nine, um, but on top of what you're already paying, you have to buy a PlayStation Vita branded proprietary memory. Which can be anywhere from twenty to over sixty dollars. So well, I, just, I, I just think right now um, the unit has a lot of issues, uh, and I do explain that not only on a blog, the little bit of uh, uh, opinions that both you and I have, and Chris and, and Corey uh, left on our Vita page at www.yourgamesource.com. But also as well um, on my actual blog on Yes I Was Lives blogs uh, at our www.yourgamesource.com. I just think hardware tech has a lot of potential and is outstanding. Uh, I truly, truly enjoy it as well as you do. Um, the interface I can live with as far as finding out new things and not being explained or not being handheld on how to use the system. Um, the software itself. Um, it just has to get remarkably lower. Uh, you, we have issue, I have issues across the board as far as the pricing of the software. I think it's extremely expensive, uh, extremely expensive um, uh, across the board. I think a lot of the games um, are suspect. We, you know, as I state in my reviews uh, on our Vita page at www.yourgamesource.com, um, I really think a lot of the games, uh, some of them uh, were ports uh, that were very good. Uh, from the consoles. Some of them were ports from iOS games and they were really, really not good and they're charging 20, 30, and 40 for some of these games that should be only sold for three to five dollars um, in the App Store and I find that incredibly criminal. Um, I also find that, uh, realize when you go to the app, uh, PSP store, uh, portion of the PlayStation store and you download PSP favorites and you still see that they're 20, 30, and sometimes 40 for some of these older PSP titles, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's not until that Sony wises up and says, you know what, we need to make these prices more realistic to the marketplace. We need to make these uh, prices more affordable to our consumers that uh, I don't see this unit taking off. I see the unit hardware itself that's going to have to, out of necessity, just like the 3DS, I think that's also going to have to be cheaper. I think a 199 price point is a much easier to swallow for individuals, especially if they have to buy extra memory cards. And then last but not least, I think if a Call of Duty game comes out, I really think that that probably will push the system um, in conjunction with a price cut. So I just think it's something that they have to consider and they have to see if we can, they can tread enough water to, to try and stay afloat until uh, that happens and, and those things fall into place. But it has to be, it has to be a, a combination of all three for it to be successful. Um, right now, it just doesn't stand a chance that it gets a 3DS. No, I, I agree. The, the price point is, uh, I, I think you made a very good, very good terminology there. The, their pricing is criminal. It, it really is. $40, $50 for titles is absolutely ridiculous, not to mention the prices of older titles that they force you to, to you know. Well, I, I give you an example. The one good, uh, I don't say one good, but one fair price on it uh, is 2K12 for the PSP, which is available for download for the Vita for $19.99. Okay, that's okay. Uh, but when you've got NBA 2K10 and NBA 2K11 at the same exact price on the same exact listing, that's ridiculous. And then you've got older JRPGs at 39.99 that were that were sold for the PSP. Uh, you've got the God of War still, you know, right, right around thirty dollars, um, which you can get the PS3 upgrade, you know, upgraded versions of it for uh, as a bundle for just about the same price together. Um, that's that's. Truly disappointing to me, and I, I just think that they need to uh, go ahead and, and and make massive changes to the entire library that they have for download, and and once they do that, I think that's a step in the right direction. No, I agree. Uh, 
So we're going to um, – oh, you know what? we got one more thing to add before we go to break. Um, you know, obviously with the way the PlayStation Vita overall functions, it's very, very similar uh, now to the way a lot of these uh, handheld mobile devices are working, like our iPads and our iPhones and our Android OSs. How well do you think longstanding – Will the will the PlayStation Vita and even the Nintendo 3S, 3DS hold up to the competitive market that is really starting to grow in the handheld devices like cell phones? Um, I just think it's going to be a, a situation where the audience for these uh, type of handhelds gets younger and younger because um, with you and I, uh, we're uh, at our age, we're uh, in age groups, we're just going to be buying iPads. Uh, we're just going to be uh, buying iPhones uh, and Android phones with lots of apps that are, you know, 3 to $5, $0.99, what have you, that are just as uh, appealing to us and just as enjoyable um, rather than going ahead and spending the, that kind of money. So I see the uh, the market dwindling as a whole for those type of handhelds, um, and I see a uh, not good future for either one of those two long term. I I absolutely agree. I I don't know if it's you know long term if if the uh, market if the market's going to really variate to the uh, to the favor to favor more the uh, handheld gaming units. I think it's going to lean more towards the uh, handhelds like uh, mobile devices. Uh, I agree. That, you know, it just it just becomes so easy to buy uh, things off the App Store and either Android Marketplace or or the uh, iTunes Store, and um, I just don't see uh, you know 3DS or the Vita being able to compete long term. No, nope, I agree. Um, well, that was just about sum up this segment. So we're gonna go to a quick break, and we'll be back with you guys. Guys, last segment of uh, this evening's show. Um, I know Gerald wanted to make a. Uh, uh, what's the best way to put it? <laughs> well, a tribute uh, to a someone to an individual that uh, unfortunately uh, is not going to be able due to her commitments um, long term. Uh, with her school, with her work, uh, not going to be able to commit to uh, contributing uh, at your, to your game source .com. Um I, I wish Sam, aka Seven Valkyrie, uh, all the best. Um, hopefully, she will be able to get a chance to return. I've spoken to her in the past couple of days, and, and she's going to try and make every effort to return. But uh, she's got a lot on her plate right now. Um, she's just, you know, taking care of a lot of things in her life, and I do wish her nothing but the best. Um, she's a she was a tremendous part of www.yourgamesource.com. Uh, we're going to miss you from the command center, Sam. So uh, I'll, I'll go as well uh, for you. And uh, she knows she's always welcome back. I know our fans have asked for uh, hoping that so she will return to us uh, in the command center one day. Um, and because uh, I know she's just a great part of the team, and uh, I appreciate everything she's contributed to our uh, wonderful site. All right. Well. Um, just a few uh, quick updates then for you guys. Um, just make sure that you keep on checking www.yourgamesource.com for the latest and greatest in gaming news and uh, updates and in industry news. Um, like Gerald said, we're, we have a bunch of new reviews. We're actually in the midst of uh, recruiting some additional members, so please, if you are interested in becoming part of the uh, Your Game Source crew, just uh, shoot us an email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at yourgamesource.com, and uh, we will uh, give us about, you know, 24 to 48 hours to get your response back, and, uh, you know, we'll see if we can make some magic happen. And also, again, like I said, uh, for the latest and greatest, check us out, yourgamesource.com, our Facebook page, which is GameSource, our Twitter page, uh, and Twitter is at GameSource, um, or hashtag us at uh, hashtag GameSource, um, our YouTube page, which shows Nick 
um, in a very good explanation and, and detailed walkthrough of the Vita, um, 15-minute walkthrough on our uh, YouTube page at, at the entire word, yourgamesource.com, all together as one word, yourgamesource.com. Um, as far as we're concerned, the only thing I had a question is, you look pretty creepy in the end once you turn the beat off, man. That's just, that's kind of scary. It's just that this voice you're talking in and all I see is this shadow and then silhouette of, of your face in the Vita and that kind of looks kind of scary. <laughs> of course, you look scary anyways, but that's beside the point. Oh. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just something that, uh, I want to tell everybody out there. We're also going to have, like I said, our Vita page is going to be up and, uh, when you hear this, so, um, check it out. Check us out, uh, if you get a chance. And if you want to be a part of the team, just give us a holler. Well, um, on that note, um, as E3 approaches, uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll be probably making a uh, publishing an E3 2012 page, and uh, we'll keep you you know updated on what we anticipate to be at the show. Um, we hope to have uh, a little bit of a larger crew this year when we go. So um, just keep on uh, checking us out for the latest updates and news. And uh, until we meet again. Until we meet again. <laughs> All right, guys. We have a good night. Gerald, you have a good night, too, sir. Sounds good, man. You do the same. All right. Till next time, guys.